Hello. Welcome to the Legends of King Arthur and his Knights, Chapter 15, Sir Lancelot of the Lake. King Arthur's army was battling against the forces of Galahot, son of the giantess. On the side of Galahot, although not participating much in the fighting, was a black knight. Previously the black knight had fought for King Arthur, and had fought well. Seeing him on the opposing side had taken the wind from the sails of King Arthur's men. Weakening and being beaten back, the army lines began to break. It seemed that they were about to be defeated. Just as defeat seemed certain for King Arthur, Galahot rode out from his army and made his way towards the king. King Arthur feared the worst. Galahot approached. Arthur waited. Galahot came up to King Arthur and amazingly dismounted and knelt before the king. Sir, he said, I ask that you forgive me. I've come to make amends for the wrong that I have done you, and I put myself completely in your power. And with that, the battle was over. Galahot had been about to be victorious when he had surrendered himself to King Arthur. What on earth had happened here? Why had the man who was certain to win the battle given in at the last minute? Well, it was because of this. Galahot had been so impressed by the fighting of the Black Knight that he'd wanted to recruit him. The Black Knight had refused but agreed to spend the evening with Galahot on one condition. The next day, when he seemed certain to win, Galahot was to surrender to King Arthur. Galahot had agreed, hoping he would win the friendship and fighting power of the Black Knight forever. He only half succeeded. The Black Knight, who was of course Sir Lancelot, became Galahot's great friend. His loyalty, though, remained with King Arthur. Galahot told the story to Arthur, Guinevere and Gawain. Sir Gawain smiled. He was pretty sure he knew the Black Knight was Lancelot, and he was pleased that his friend had saved Arthur's kingdom. Galahot spent the next few days with the King and Queen and their knights, and they became firm friends. Queen Guinevere was intrigued by the amazing prowess of the Black Knight, and she begged Galahot to bring him to her. Galahot agreed he would ask the knight, but told Guinevere the knight did not want to be recognised by anyone else, so they would have to meet secretly. A few evenings later, Galahot took the Queen to a forest. The Black Knight came out to meet her. She asked him many questions, and he answered honestly. He told her he was the knight who had worn black at the last battle. He told her he was the knight who wore red at the previous encounter. He told her he was the knight who had freed Sir Gawain and the others from the Dolorous Tower. He then told her he was the knight who had liberated Dolorous Guard, and he told her he was the young man who had been nearly knighted in Camelot. He let her see his face, and she looked at him. You are Lancelot of the Lake, aren't you? Sir Gawain told us he had discovered the name of the saviour of Dolorous Guard. I'm amazed by your wondrous, valiant deeds. Tell me, surely you have a love for whom you fight? No one could fight like that otherwise. Lancelot bowed. Lady, I love only you. Guinevere was not convinced, and she pressed Lancelot. Surely he loved the Lady of Malahort or the attendant of the Lady of the Lake, or another lady. Really, though, she was just trying to make him uncomfortable, so she could be certain he was telling the truth. It worked. Lancelot squirmed, and Guinevere knew he wasn't lying. He had done his valiant deeds for her, and he loved only her. Pretty soon she was even more convinced. Galahot rode up to her and told her of the conversations he had had with Lancelot. There was no doubt. Lancelot loved the Queen. Guinevere was both delighted and worried. She felt the same way about Lancelot, but she was married to the king, 
loving one of his knights, was not really on. Lancelot swore to Guinevere that he was her knight and always would be. Then they kissed for a lot longer than they should have done. Lancelot turned and rode back to Galahot's camp, while Galahot and the Queen returned to King Arthur and a still very sick Sir Gawain. Guinevere was dizzy with excitement but also sick with worry that night. Her love for Lancelot and his for her must be kept secret. She hoped that nobody had seen them. Unfortunately, her hopes were dashed. The Lady of Malahort had seen them together and told Guinevere. Fortunately, she offered to keep the secret safe and always be a friend and confidant of the Queen. Guinevere gratefully accepted and offered to introduce her to Galahot. She did, and soon they fell in love. The Lady of Malahort was delighted. Guinevere's secret was safe. For now. King Arthur and his party stayed where they were for a long time. Time for Gawain's wounds to heal. Every night while they were waiting, Guinevere and the Lady of Malahort went for a walk. Every evening they met up with Lancelot and Galahot. The secret meetings continued until Gawain was well and it was time to go back to Camelot. King Arthur and his party rode home. Guinevere was accompanied by the Lady of Malahort. Galahot and Lancelot left in the other direction. All four of them were very sad. Many days Lancelot and Galahot rode, until they came to a distant land, ruled by Galahot, beyond the mainland of North Wales. There they stayed together, both very sad to be parted from the ladies they loved. The land of Sorlois, where Galahot and Lancelot ended up, was separated from the mainland by a swift flowing channel, and there were only two crossings. At the end of each one was a tower guarded by a knight and ten men-at-arms. It was not that easy to get into the land of Sorlois. Lancelot and Galahot hunted and played sport on the island for a long time. Before long, they were joined by Lancelot's cousin, Lionel, who had been sent by Nemui to be Lancelot's squire. King Arthur and his court moved to Carlisle, and there Sir Gawain fully recovered from his wounds. When he was completely healed, he went to see King Arthur. They agreed he must seek out and find the knight who had saved the kingdom. It was agreed that Gawain would, once again, go on a quest to find the knight. This time, though, he knew the name of the man he was looking for. This time he was questing to find Lancelot of the Lake. Of course, no quest is ever easy. There was no way Sir Gawain was going to ride up to Sorlois, knock on the door, find Lancelot and ask him to come to Camelot. Oh no, that was never going to happen. For a start, Gawain did not know where Lancelot was. He rode off. First, Sir Gawain came across a young knight called Hector. He fought with a knight called Sir Segurides in order to help Hector win a lady. He succeeded but was slightly wounded. He then rode off without saying goodbye into a forest and fought yet another knight. Hector noticed that Sir Gawain was gone and pledged to find him. So, now we have Sir Gawain trying to find Sir Lancelot and Hector trying to find Sir Gawain. Gawain rode on and soon reached the Duchy of Cambernick. There he bumped into a young woman who told him she was looking for the best knight in the world and also the second best. Gawain asked her who these knights were and she told him he'd find their names inside a fortified house in the forest. Gawain, too intrigued to spot an obvious trap, followed her to the house. There he was set upon by two knights. The knights were no match for Gawain and he defeated them easily. Then he defeated two more. Gawain asked the lady impatiently if he'd done enough to find out the names of the two greatest knights yet. She said no, 
he would have to go to a nearby bedroom and lift up the covers to discover the names. In the bedroom, though, were ten knights, and Gawain had to defeat all of them. Of course, Gawain had little trouble with them, killing four, wounding two, and scaring the rest away. Unfortunately, that was not enough. The lady told him he was trapped in her castle and was her prisoner. Given that he didn't know the way out, Gawain agreed to be her prisoner and waited to see what would happen next. What happened next was that Gawain got a big surprise. He was told he'd have to give the lady some of his blood. She didn't seem to want too much, so Gawain agreed. He was then told the blood was required to heal an injured knight. The knight had been treacherously wounded by two ladies. He had fought for them, but they'd repaid him by smearing poisonous enchanted ointment on him. One arm and one leg were badly infected. The arm could only be cured by being anointed with the blood of the best knight in the world. The leg could only be cured with the blood of the second best knight in the world. As he was being bled, the wounded knight shuffled painfully into the room. Gawain got the shock of his life. The knight was his brother, Agravain. Agravain of the hard hands was currently Agravain of the weak arm and leg. The poor chap was even grumpier than usual. His spirits lifted a little when he was anointed with Sir Gawain's blood. The blood had no effect on his arm, but it miraculously healed his leg. Sir Gawain was obviously the second best knight in the world. He also knew with complete certainty who the best knight was. He knew that Agravain would need some of Lancelot's blood to heal his arm. After hugging his grateful brother, Gawain left the house and rode on. Hector continued to search for Gawain. He had heard the Knight of the Round Tables riding up to North Wales, and he followed, continually seeking news of Gawain's whereabouts. After a few days, he came to a castle called the Estroit Marsh. Hector rode up to the tower and was given a good meal by the Lord. The Lord, he found out, was in trouble. He was a loyal subject of King Arthur, but his lands were sandwiched between the lands of the Duke of Cambernick, the King of North Wales, and the King of a Hundred Knights. The first two were currently at war with each other, but the King of the Hundred Knights had sent his seneschal, Marganor, to attack. Hector defeated Marganor in single combat, and then learned that his opponent had Sir Uwain and Sir Sagramor as his prisoners. He demanded that they were released in return for letting Marganor live. The two knights of the round table were handed over to Hector, and together they rode towards North Wales in search of Sir Gawain. Hector, though, was separated from the other knights on the way. Sir Gawain was approaching North Wales. He didn't know exactly where Lancelot was, and he needed some information. Fortunately, information was at hand. Lancelot's cousin, Lionel, had been sent by Lancelot to give a message to Queen Guinevere. He didn't want to offend Gawain, but he had been sworn to secrecy about Lancelot's whereabouts. He tried hard not to tell Gawain anything, but he let slip the words Sorlois. Gawain smiled to himself. He knew that Lionel had accidentally told him where Lancelot was. Lionel arrived in Camelot with his message. Unfortunately, another message arrived in Camelot at the same time, and this one was much more serious. The Saxons and men from Ireland had invaded Scotland. King Arthur immediately set off with a large army. He hoped Sir Gawain would find out and join him there. He also hoped Sir Lancelot might be brought along to help. Queen Guinevere tried to make this happen. She sent Lionel back to Lancelot with instructions to tell him, and Galahot, to come to the aid of the king. She hoped that they'd get the message in time. 
Sir Gawain reached one of the causeways into Sorlois. He was immediately challenged by the knight who guarded it. Gawain was on a roll now, and he defeated the knight easily. The men-at-arms attacked. Gawain killed one of them without breaking sweat, and the others ran away. A message was sent to Galahot that a knight had crossed the North Wales causeway. Soon after he had conquered the causeway, Sir Gawain was joined by Hector. The knights rode up to the castle of the Lost Island, where, it was rumoured, Galahot and Lancelot were staying. And indeed they were. Galahot sent two of his best knights out to challenge Sir Gawain and Hector. They were fine knights, and they rode hard towards the two questers. Both of the challenging knights were knocked from their horses. Hector and Gawain jumped from theirs and drew their swords. Hector's opponent had broken ribs and was hardly able to fight. Gawain's was even worse off. His horse had fallen on him and he was barely able to breathe. The two knights were defeated and Hector and Gawain moved forward. Lancelot and Galahot watched the battle. They were totally unaware that one of the knights who was approaching was Sir Gawain of Orkney. Lancelot strapped on his armour. He was going to joust with the quester. With the King of a Hundred Knights, he approached Gawain and Hector. Hector and the King of a Hundred Knights rode at each other. Both fell from their horses and drew their swords. They proceeded to fight with such venom that they hacked each other's shields to pieces. Lancelot and Gawain did the same. Lancelot began to get the upper hand, as did Hector. Hector shouted to Gawain that they should swap opponents. Lancelot, seeing that the King of a Hundred Knights was badly wounded, shouted that he would take on both of them. Hector refused and continued to pound the King of a Hundred Knights. Sir Gawain rallied. He summoned up all of his strength and attacked Lancelot with such violence that Galahut was afraid for his friend's life. Who knows what would have happened if at that moment Lionel hadn't arrived. He had worrying news about the Saxon invasion. He also shouted to Lancelot that he was fighting Sir Gawain. Lancelot drew back and withdrew from the fight. Galahot welcomed Sir Gawain into his castle. Sir, you are very welcome here. I didn't recognise you, but now that I know who you are, my castle and my staff are at your service. Thank you, my lord, replied Gawain, but I only want one thing. I am sure your companion here is Lancelot of the Lake, son of King Ban of Benwick. Let me see him and talk to him. Galahot went to find Lancelot, who was removing his armour and wincing at his wounds. He was very upset. "'What's wrong, my friend?' asked Galahot. "'I have fought with Sir Gawain, the best and most honourable of the Knights of the Round Table. "'If I have hurt him, then Queen Guinevere will be angry with me. "'Perhaps she won't love me any more.' "'Don't worry. I will ask Sir Gawain to come here. "'His quest is to find you, and he will be delighted that he has succeeded. "'I don't think the Queen will be upset by your actions.' Galahot left the room. When he returned a couple of minutes later, he had Sir Gawain with him. Lancelot dropped to his knees when he saw the older man. Gawain smiled and walked towards him, and raised him from his knees. "'You have no need to bow before me,' said Gawain. "'All that I ask is you tell me your name. I know who you are, but I want to hear it from you.' "'I am Lancelot of the Lake, son of King Ban of Benwick.' Gawain grinned and hugged his friends. There was great joy and feasting. Gawain and Lancelot talked and talked and talked. Their friendship was sealed. They would do anything for each other. The feasting was interrupted when a messenger arrived. The messenger had been sent by Sir Agravain. It reminded Sir Gawain of two things. 
One was that the Saxons had invaded Scotland, and that Gawain's presence was required. The second was that Agravain still had a badly wounded arm, and was there any chance of getting some of the blood of the best knight in the world. Lancelot agreed to be bled, and the blood was sent back to Agravain. Before long, all of them, Lancelot, Gawain, Galahot, Hector, and a completely healed Agravain, were making their way to Scotland. Lancelot and Galahot only agreed to go if they wore armour that made them unrecognisable. On their way to Scotland, Sir Gawain and his party met a young woman. From her they learnt that King Arthur and his forces were besieging a castle called Saxon Rock. The rock was said to be safe from attack except a long siege which led to starvation. It had been fortified many years previously by Vortigern and was thought to be impregnable. Everything on the way to the rock had been destroyed by the Saxons during their current invasion. The knights and the women made good speed and were soon at Saxon Rock. The first battle took place the day after Gawain, Lancelot, Galahot and Hector arrived. Gawain led some men into combat and fought as hard and as bravely as usual. Agravain led another battalion of troops, his hard hands doing much damage. Both Orkney brothers killed twenty or thirty men personally. Lancelot and Galahot stayed back until a little later in the day. When they entered the battle though, they outfought everyone. Lancelot killed over fifty men and Galahot only ten or so fewer. Guinevere watched the fight, hoping that Lancelot would be okay. And he was okay. He fought his way to King Arthur, who had come off his horse. He remounted the king. Pretty soon he had to do it again, and then again. At the end of the day, he was wounded but happy. He had fought well. He was brought before the queen, who he hadn't seen for quite a while, and his wounds were dressed. As the fighting broke up for the day, though, terrible news reached the queen and her knight. King Arthur had been captured. He was not alone. Sir Gaheris had stayed by his side, not allowing the king to be taken alone. He too was now a prisoner. Both had been taken to the rock. It would be very difficult indeed to rescue them from there. In the morning, the army of King Arthur looked up at the rock in horror. Hanging from the battlements were two shields. One bore the arms of Sir Gaheris of Orkney, and the other was the shield of King Arthur himself. Everyone wondered if it was too late, and they were already dead. A young woman approached the Queen and the knights. It was the same woman who had told them that King Arthur was besieging the rock. She told them she knew a secret way into the castle which they could use to rescue Arthur and Gaheris, if they were still alive. Gawain, Hector, Lancelot and Galahot went with her. But it was a trick. They were captured. Soon four more shields hung from the battlements. Sir Uwain took King Arthur's place at the head of the army. He had to make sure that nobody secretly crept out of the rock with the prisoners. If they were taken away, then they may never be seen again. If they remained in the castle, then at least everyone knew where they were. Sir Uwain urged his men forward in battle, and fought mightily himself, killing at least fifteen knights. The Saxons were badly defeated, and the remainder of their army ran away. The rock, though, could not be taken. For a long time the king's army waited outside the castle, and the prisoners remained prisoners inside it. Nobody left the castle, and nobody entered it. Lancelot appeared to be going mad in prison. Galahot begged to be allowed to share a prison cell with him, but the jailers refused. In the end, the Lady of the Rock decided he was too mad to keep, and too mad to be of any use to King Arthur's army. The Lady of the Rock let Lancelot go. He found his way to Queen Guinevere, who tried to comfort him and relieve his madness, 
The madness only left him, though, when Nemui arrived and hung a shield around his neck. He calmed down and planned how to free his friends. Sir Uwain and Lancelot led an assault on the castle. There were so many attackers that the knights in the castle prepared to come out and fight. As they were opening the great door, though, Lancelot saw his chance. He charged up the hill, straight through the door and into the castle. He rampaged around the castle until he found the Lady of the Rock's room. There he killed her lover by cleaving his head in two and then killed a few more knights. All of the rest fled, mostly by jumping out of the windows. Lancelot found the jailer and forced him at the point of his sword to open the prison. King Arthur, Sir Gawain, Galahot, Sir Gaheris and Hector were freed and the Saxons were completely defeated. When they were back at the camp, Lancelot removed his helmet. Sir Gawain jumped up in delight and spoke to the king. Sir, this is Sir Lancelot of the Lake. He came to you as a young man and you sent him to avenge the Lady of Nohort. He succeeded in this and then he freed Dolorous Guard from its evil enchantment. He saved the kingdom by persuading Galahot to yield and now he has saved you again. Truly he is the best of all knights. King Arthur agreed. Lancelot was made a full knight of the round table. He agreed to enter the service of King Arthur, as did Galahot. Hector too was also brought into the order, and not long afterwards Lionel was made a knight. The Queen was overjoyed. She had her knight. Now they would be able to spend more time together. There was a three-day feast, and the whole court made its way back to Camelot. There is not a happy ending to the story of Lancelot's rise to becoming the greatest of all knights, though. Galahot had to go far away to the Fair Isles, where he was wounded in battle. While he was lying wounded, he received a message from an evil enchantress that Lancelot was dead. It wasn't true, but Galahot was not to know this. He believed the story and was very distressed. In his sadness, he never recovered from his injuries. Galahot died three days later. Lancelot, though, was to be around for a long, long time. Next week... We will return to Camelot and see how Arthur deals with yet another deputation from the Emperor in Rome. Until then, have a great week and I'll speak to you next time.